What's good, guys? It's your host, Adrian Evans. Welcome to the Black Wealth Media Podcast, where we dive into the stories of black entrepreneurs and we talk about how we can create wealth and build legacy within the black community. Let's get into this episode. Welcome. Let's get let's get it going, man. It's my first first live show, man. So. All right, man. Welcome to the Black Wealth Media Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Evans. Uh, I have a special guest, man. His name is Jesse Dove. He's a real estate investor and a football skills trainer. Um, JJ, man, why don't you go? I'm sorry. I, I said JJ. I, I've been knowing him since high school, so you know that's what I call him. But uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, man, and tell the people a little bit about yourself. Hey, man, I'm mean, Dove. Like I said, they, man, you know, my close close friends and family call me that. Um, but no, man, I coach football. I'm a high school football coach now. I also train athletes on the side, uh, specifically offensive and defensive line. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, real estate investor as far as wholesaling. That's the field that I'm in right now. Eventually, I'm trying to own, you know, half of America if I can. Yeah. yeah. In the market, but you know, you gotta start somewhere and uh, just build from there. Like I told you before we got on live, man, my journey is the process, just get better every day. Yeah. Mentally, physically, spiritually, every way, and just try to be the best person for myself every day. That's what's up, man. So uh you said you're a football coach as well, man. Like, um, how do you balance like being an entrepreneur, having multiple businesses? Oh, and I forgot you also are into vending. You have vending machines as well. I forgot to mention that. Um, but yeah, my question to you, man, is how do you balance like being a coach, working with kids, and then you have your businesses on the side? Like, what's you know, how do you balance all that? So it's a great question. Uh, make thing time management. You have to manage time, man. You got like four day start. Like, even the day before, I'm already planning, you know, what I need to do as far as technically, like, as far as if I need to send out emails for real estate, um, as far as what my schedule, as far as coaching, training, do I have any sessions? Like, you know, I always try to get a dump on that the day before. So going into the day, I don't try to scramble, just figure out stuff. I like to be on top and just manage my time well. Yeah. So that's just... Yeah, man. Um... I think I think that's very interesting. That's very important. That's something like, you know, when it comes to myself, I try to I try to plan. I don't really stick to it, but I think that's very vital. Like as far especially like, you know, I try to be more precise now because, you know, I got a podcast, so I got to put out content. So it's best to schedule. Um, and so my next question to you is, man, like was scheduling something that you always did or was that something you just had to adopt? and just kind of adjust to, you know, your new situation? Um, it's definitely something I adopted. You know, growing up, nobody really had a great time in this year as, as a kid. But, like, even recently, like, I reached out to my coach. I'm like, what do you do? Like, yeah. how do you manage the time? What do you do? You set reminders. You know, asking questions. See how other successful people manage their time. You just ask those questions, and they just give you great insight on what you need to do. And how to go about it, and you said a key worker being flexible. Yeah, like you said, you can have a plan, but you already know things happen and adjustments need to be made. As long as you got some type of structure, some type of scheduling, 
you can go, you know, that's a, a better chance than waking up and just rat like, oh, what I need to do today. Yeah. Yeah. That that's very important, man. And um one thing I wanna talk about is you were um you're a high school football player, um, high school champion. Um, you also played at JUCO and you were a uh, HBCU champion at uh, NCAT, man. Talk about that a little bit and, you know, you know, just tell us how, you know, that brought you to where you are now as far as like coaching and, you know, skills training. Yeah, so I owe a lot to football. Like the game football really changed my life. Like I just remember myself as a freshman in high school going and trying to get out for the team and being on the team and being horrible. Yeah. Like, I tell everybody all the time, bro, I was the worst player on the team. Bro. Not just the worst lineman, I was the worst player. So, I know what it's like to be from ground zero to have an opportunity to play college football. So, I understand what that looks like. You yeah. know, a lot of guys, they wake up talented yeah. and go out there and perform, but I had to get it out of the mud. Yeah. So, my journey... <laughs> From football to life, right? Just been getting it out of the mud. So yeah. That's just something that football taught me a lot of life lessons that transition in the end of the day. Oh, man. Yeah. That you need to be successful as a person. So that's why I take pride in coaching. You know, I just try to explain that to the kid. Like, every time, every day I'm at practice or I interact with somebody, I'm like, these life lessons are going to take you further than the game. So yeah. just make sure you understand that, that being disciplined, working together, working hard, having structure those things translate beyond football they yeah. help you out to be successful in life yeah that's solid man that's solid um man tell us a little bit about just to, you know transition a little bit um talk to us about like real estate investing and how you first got into that and, like and what was it that you know interested you in the you know the field so what made you get real estate i have to take back the what got me into like financial living. Yeah. And that started that I had a overnight hotel job a few years back and one of the guys I worked with, he was in the he was in the stocks. Yeah. So he'll put me on game, you know, just always told me about the stocks, stock market. Just cause we had time. We worked overnight. So we weren't that much activity. So we had a lot of time to chat it up and talk. And before that, man, I wasn't really you know, everybody wanna make money, but yeah understanding how money worked and things like that like it never was a thought in my head so he i owe all the credit to just get me started to dropping them little jewels and just expanding it to me to what makes the most money in the world yeah. <laughs> how can you become wealthy like him staying in the stock market and he was in the cryptocurrency as well at that time but like i was looking at it like yeah this is cool entertaining it but you know, I wasn't taking it serious until it just clicked, like, over time. Like, I just started doing research, you know, like I said, and looked up how to become wealthy, what are wealthy people doing, not just rich, but longevity and creating those legacies. And um, that's why I stumbled across, like, I also invest in the stock market as well, but, you know, real estate, real estate stock market, and creating your own business are the three main ways to become wealthy. Yeah. So once I understood that, it's like, how can I dabble in and, and tap in those markets? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think I think one thing is interesting, man, like you took a lot of info in, but you also like went out and applied it. And that's one thing with a lot of people. They 
do a lot of research. They take the info in, but they just keep researching and they don't really make a move. So my question to you is, man, like, you know, what does it take? What kind of mindset does it take to do that research and then just go out there and do it? Hey, I'm glad you asked those good questions. So just be being here in my head, like my boy that I'm here, you know, that gave me the opportunity to come down here, we played at Juco together. Yeah. And I seen that he was coaching high school football. And, and you know, I wanted to get into coaching right after I graduated from AMP. And I wanted to coach college, but nothing really opened up. So I literally reached out to him, like, hey, bro, I see you coaching high school. You know, that it looked dope, you know, and then he hit that man you come down here and i said word packed up all my stuff and just moved down here so yeah. when it comes to taking chances and risk but you just got to do it. Yeah. like those type of things like taking risk i i don't shy away from like i'm quick to jump on and try even if i don't have all the information like i'm gonna jump out there if it don't work it don't work but if it's something like i'm shooting i'm getting up shots yeah like it is what it is like People be so analysis paralysis. I heard that from um, yeah. Damon John. Yeah. Analysis paralysis. People analyze something so long and take forever to actually jump and never, never try. So I'm like, bro, I'm not gonna be that person. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm the opposite. I learned a little bit and jump out there. Yeah. And then be like, damn, this failed, but at least I tried. And yeah. then you learn along the way. But I'm not scared to take the chance and, and you know, jump at opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, you know, speaking of that, man, what was it like getting that first deal, man? And, you know, how much research did you do for that? And, and how long did it take you to, you know, close that first wholesale deal? Man, a lot, uh, yeah. a lot of trial and error. Like, if people want to get into real estate or get into wholesaling, it's one of the hardest deals, like, to get into real estate. Because, first of all, it's network. You yeah. got to know the right people and working with the right people. Because like I said, I've had every trial and error possible when it comes to wholesaling. Yeah. Had multiple deals lined up that the other half, like, because you're the middleman. Yeah. So in order for a deal to get done, both parties got to agree. You got you got to navigate and, you know, coordinate everything to make sure everything on point. But both parties have to agree. You always have so many instances. I can have 15, 20 deals done. I can name countless times that one party agree and the other party don't or disagree or disappear when it's time to you know get to the point where paperwork needs to be something but for my first deal i'm not gonna lie bro it took probably like two years of doing it. yeah like it's nothing overnight and it was the land deal and uh up in orlando and i knew the guy that got the deal done and um uh, that was my first deal that was enough to show me that that it's real yeah, it can really be done, and um, you know it's just learning. Like I said, I'm still in the infant stage, and I've been doing it for almost three years. I feel like it's still a lot that I got to learn. Yeah, you know, as far as reaching out to people, like that's what I've done more this year. Literally reaching out to people who've done it, like humbling myself, like, hey, what I need to do, or what's some secrets you can tell like, yeah. anybody, especially real estate, but anybody that's successful. I'm quick to ask them, how do I get where you at? <laughs> I put my ego to the side. Yeah. Yeah. That that's solid, man. You said you were in there for two years, man. Most people would have definitely gave up. Um, you know, in those two years, man, like 
Did you ever question yourself when it came to the real estate investing? Like, did you ever, you know, take a break or did you ever just feel like, man, this, this ain't for me? Like, how was that? All for three. Yeah, 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 bro. Like, it was the time that I took a break. Uh, and what motivated me was one of the partners that sent properties. I mean, one time I was, I had took like, probably like four or five months from because I ain't no results. Yeah. One of my partners that sent properties, he reached out to me, like, this guy I haven't heard of for you in a while, man. He was like, man, keep going. He was like, don't stop this and that. You know, that he just left a voicemail. And that voicemail, you know, put the battery in my back to charge me up to keep going. Yeah. So definitely I, I've had all the doubts, man. You know, still do sometimes because it's rough, but I know like the time frame that I'm in, late 20s, like I'm thinking ahead. I'm thinking about my 40s and 50s. Yeah. You know, I'd rather fail now than later. Yeah. I tell people that sure. all the time. Bro. I'd rather fail in my late 20s than be failing in my 50s. Yeah. If I fell in my 50s, boy, I'm gonna be on watch. Y'all yeah. gonna have to call me yeah. every day. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how I feel about it. I take them chances now and, and fail now. Yeah, that that's silent, man. Like let me ask you something, man. Like, you don't have to disclose, but when you close that first deal, like how much did you make? And then when when you made that amount of money, like what was going through your mind? So I can dispose it. Yeah. I made twenty five hundred my first uh deal. Yeah. And when I got that money I'm like, man, this is rich. And, and I, but first thing I did, man, what I'm gonna do with money, I, I go places. I don't yeah. spend money on, on material stuff. I like experiences. So the first thing I did, I booked two flights yeah. off the rip. So I went, you know, see my cousin in Cleveland, and uh, I was able to book a flight to go back home. But that was the first thing I did, man. Yeah. Was you know celebrate that was book flight. So I'm quick to. I tell everybody all the time, when I touch the real money, but I'm going to be out. Yeah. Every day you're going to see me going somewhere new. Yeah. That's what I want to spend my money on, experience. Yeah, that's solid, man. Um, Man, like, so, you know, when it came to, like, okay, I'm going to go after these next deals, like, did you just have more of a strategic, you know, plan or, you know, were you just kind of more informed? Um, You know, how were you maneuvering through that? Yeah, so like I said, my whole journey with coming to old element has been trial and error. Yeah. I didn't have a, a true mentor. Like I've done uh, uh I'd have been a seminar and like Grant Cardone seminars and did things like that. But to have like a true mentor that I can contact and call to say, Oh, you need to do this, do that, I've become my own mentor. So yeah. with that, you know, it's a lot of trial and error. Like I said, I done did everything from drive for dollars. Sent out eating, sent out a postcard, sent out emails. I done dug it all. Yeah. And like just from the journey, it's just been a process of just, you know, adapting what's yeah. picking, you know, what, what strategy changes. And that goes back to, you know, people just trying things. Even if you have all the information, once you get out there and do it, if that information don't work, then what? Yeah. You feel me? All that research you did didn't work, then what? You got to adjust. So, that's what I say the big thing for me is like just been adjusting, learning from it. Everything yeah. is the there's no losses in life, man. It's all lessons. So once something don't work out, all right, what I need to do different. How yeah. do I change my approach? Once you keep doing that, eventually you're gonna figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's solid, man. Um, so just to just to transition a little bit, man, I wanna talk about the the skills training. Um, how did you get into that? And you know, I know you're also coaching as well. 
Um, was the skills training something that, you know, you saw was a need? Um, you know, what, what was it that clicked in your mind that said, yo, I need to do this? So, uh, a couple years ago, me, me and my boy, Javar, that can say I'm giving that plug. Yeah. But um, we was training with another guy, you know, just training athletes, all all sports. Yeah. Just, you know, strength, conditioning, speed, and agility type of work. And it um, wasn't very successful as far as making a profit. Yeah. Like, we trained people who didn't really see that much money. And um, and they just hit me. I'm like, bro, I coach football. I'm great at it. How can I monetize this? Yeah. You know, how can I make money off of what I'm good? I'm not about to go out here and be a bit real how to sell a t shirt when yeah. I can when I'm good at what I do. So and then especially the position that I that I played offensive line. It's a position that I know is poor coach and poorly trained at in any sport, let alone football. Yeah. So I feel like it was a neat a neat that was neat. And um, definitely something that I got into beginning of uh, last year yeah when I, when I really started January last year when I really hit the ground running man and just DMing every kid I can find that's in the area mm. on Instagram and going like that straight that same hustle that you know that I took from real estate yeah. from reaching out to all the people I took the same thing into coaching yeah. or into training it's the same principle like you just definitely reach out to different people man everybody's not going to say yes but you're going to get yeses for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. That's man, how that, that, I just put that same mindset. Yeah, man, that that's different because, you know, most times, like, it's from my personal point of view, anytime I've seen, like, a trainer on, you know, like a football trainer on Instagram, they've been training, like, footwork or they're training the backs or they're training wide receivers. And so when I saw yours, man, I was like, man, you don't find a lot of people actually training a lot. What's going on, guys? I just wanted to come up here real quick and say thank you to those that have been continuing to listen to the Black Wolf Media Podcast. I really appreciate you. You have no idea, but I do need your help. If you guys find value in the content that is being produced, I need you to share this with your friends, your family, your neighbors, and your coworkers. It, it doesn't matter. Also, on whatever platform you guys are listening to, leave comments and give me a star rating. Let me know what you dislike. Let me know what you did like. And also, you can you guys can even suggest what you guys want me to talk about on some of my future episodes. Again, guys, like I said, I want to add more value, but I do need your help to grow this show. Now, let's get back into this episode. Peace. Lyman. So I thought that was different. And I was like, yo, you tapped into something like, you know, I'm like, yo, this dude definitely tapped into something, man. So like. My uh, my question to you is, man, like when it came to like, you know, the actual training and what you felt Lyman need to get better on, um, you know, how did you look into that and like what kind of research did you do? Well, like I had a great person that I worked with, Tom, my partner, uh, Javon. Yeah. He, I really helped him out a lot for training defense alone. And he's done it at highest level. He's trained multiple NFL guys top college guys, you know, just had a couple a couple kids drafted in this past uh, NFL draft. So, you know, just being sponge and seeing his model, it really gave me a lot of confidence in doing it for the opposite side of the line. Yeah. Something that I play, something that I take pride in doing. And I know that 
like you said, man, you don't see it that often. Offensive linemen, you know, training yeah. like that. So I definitely, you know, saw that as opportunity to, you know, tap into the park because we do got a couple of trainers down here that, that train offensive linemen. Yeah. Shout out to my boy Thorpe. He does a great offensive linemen training down here as well. And we partnered together too. I yeah. know with camps you know, and things like that. And, um, you know, it's just the opportunity that I saw that was that was definitely needed if I wanted to tap in. Yeah, yeah. That's solid, man. Um, Like, I think it's awesome that you just – when you first got started, you like already had a network, like you just reach out to a bunch of kids and, you know, um, I'm pretty sure like, you know, young kids, young high school kids, they thinking about, Oh, I want to play in college. So they definitely want to get better. Um, man, you know, what was it like when you got, you know, that first yes and, you know, it, it kind of just took off. Like, what was that like for you? Man, I was home. Yeah. I was home. Man. I was like, once the kid they wanted to train, I said, let's do it. So yeah. I went out there, and I'm like, I just kept telling them, like, bro, I appreciate this opportunity, dog. Like, you didn't, to, you didn't have to reach out to me. I didn't have anything. I just told them I played college football, yeah. you know, played position in college. That was my only thing. And I, they didn't have anything to reference on. Yeah. So for them to give me the opportunity, bro, I'm, I'm forever grateful. Yeah. And like that, it just, that was a start to continue to build the brand. And, you know, I want to continue to just grow that as well and use that as far as help being coached for because the coach see that you know I know what I'm talking about and that opened the opportunity to coach as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, man, like speaking of coaching, man, like um what's your ultimate goal with that? Like where do you want to go with that? Eventually my ultimate goal would be a college football head coach. Okay. That's my ultimate goal. Yeah. And I'm gonna be honest, bro, I don't say it to too many people. I want to be the greatest ever to do it. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. That's my motivation every day. And to be the greatest college football coach ever. Yeah. Be on Nick Faith ever. Yeah. Straight up. Like, every time I see Nick win, I'm like, that's one more that I got to win when yeah. I get there. That's my motivation. So, that's my ultimate goal. You know, I know it's a long journey to get there, but yeah. that's the light at the end of the tunnel that I'm aiming for every day when I go out and coach. Yeah. Yeah, man. One thing like, you know, while we're talking, man, one thing I noticed about you is you have, you know, the go getter mindset. And then you're one of the very few people who actually fall in love with the process. You know, what I'm saying the process can take a long time for some, you know, like and, and a lot of people, would, you know, they want to give up during the process. And sometimes they just they stop, you know, they give up completely, man. My question to you is, man, like what? would you tell those people and then when it comes to you like you know where would you say you got this mindset from was this something that you had to develop um or was this something that like you saw you like you were inspired by somebody in your family like you know how did that work for you i mean i to be honest like once i declared my goal in high school you know that's really what it took from like, you know, I know the road is gonna be long. I yeah. did my research first. Once yeah. I declared my goal, I did my research. What type of requirements you need to be a college coach? What type of thing, you know, what what's the other coaches' journey, they coaching journey, how they got to where they got to. All those things. But the main thing, like, I always just always look at successful people. Like every day, bro, like it's it's what you feed yourself daily. Yeah. Like I'm constantly looking at motivation. I'm constantly looking at 
the people that I look up to interview um, clips of, you know, everybody that's successful because ultimately that's where I want to be. So I always feed myself that type of content daily. Yeah. And one person for sure, R.I.P. Nipsey Hussle, he really made an impact on me, you know, especially before he died. Yeah. And he got a saying like, you know, the marathon continued, but it's one interview that always stuck with me. Well, he said he went through every emotion. Mm. He went through every emotion, yeah. but he didn't quit. So that always stick with me because I done been through every emotion. Yeah. Tears, down, back that day. I don't want to do nothing. But, you know, it's just something in me. I just can't quit. Yeah. Whatever I'm going to do, man, I can't quit. I can't give up. Can't go back home. That's not an option. Yeah. So once I said that's not an option, I got to figure it out. Yeah, for sure. Man, yeah, that's um, it's, it's crazy you brought up Nipsey Hussle, man. Like, one thing that I appreciated about him was his activism. I, I hadn't even like really listened to his music like that. I liked him because of what he was doing, um, the type of movement and culture he was creating. Um, you know, especially in in his neighborhood and for people that look like us. You know what I'm saying? And, and people that are doing what he's doing. Um, and and his interviews are definitely something I recommend people watch. Um, and, and and especially like I've watched the one you were just talking about. I've definitely seen that one. Um, you know, it's just really like he had his head down, and you know he was willing to go through it, go through the process, like like we were talking about earlier, man. Um, so that's awesome, man. And so you know, I want to transition a little bit again. Um, I want to talk about the vending machines, man. Like, how did you get into vending machines, and you know what was it that kind of sparked your interest in that? I'm glad I did that. So that's one of my failure stories. Yeah. I'd be the first one to tell you that. Because, so what got me into it, um, I don't know if you, you, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with Earn Your Leisure. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So I watched a lot of those, a lot of their interviews. And the one interviews they had, that one that's interviews. So, you know, I watched the interview and then I started doing my research. I kept telling people, I'm going to get a vending machine. I'm going to yeah. get a vending machine. Kept saying it, kept saying it. So like I said, I was invested in stocks. So my stocks did really well over the year. I took some of that money out and I bought some. Yeah. I bought from a guy that I know. It was through Vitamins and uh, Victoria's Secret and the mall out there, that was the mall. Yeah. And you know, I got the machines, I was excited. And issues started happening all through there. Yeah. One of the corn industries didn't work. One the, the drink machine started working. Like all of these things happened right off the rip. And I wasn't financially in the spot at the time to be able to repair those things and yeah. get those things back running. So I saw the decline of it. And then I had bought another vending machine. I was gonna put it in the Boys and Girls Club and come find out I was trying to I bought a vending machine before I had a place secure. So I reached out to the guy and they said, We only got a drink machine in here. We don't have a snack machine. Yeah. So I, I took it from myself. Went ahead and bought a snack machine. Then I talked to the main guy there. He was like, uh, uh, yeah, we, we we sticking with this local guy, man, that's already in here. We don't want to, you know, interrupt him. So finding another location, I was struggling with doing that too. So yeah. my vending machine just sitting there not making me no money. So, you know, long story short, I did I tried to thug it out at the at vending machines in the Victoria's Secret, you know, try to put money into it, you know, buy the snack for a couple of months. But I never saw any return on my money. Like I said, it was in such a, it got such a bad condition that eventually I had to sell them. So I yeah. sold them, took the loss, 
but I still stole them and also stole the, uh, the other vending machine as well. But the good thing that for me, the people that I sold it to, I know it's definitely going to help them out. Because the guy that I sold the Victoria's Secret vending machines, he had already owned some before. Mm. So he, you know, he good with it, already good with the maintenance, and he knew what to fit all those things so I was like at least it's going to get used in a good way yeah. same thing with the, with the other thing that I had that in store sitting there I told to this lady she gave it to her boyfriend as a gift you yeah. know so that for him to get started and you know entrepreneurship as far as on the machine she painted it nice all this she sent me the video of how to finish the product and all that so yeah. at the end of the day it was a it was a failure for me but yeah. I know at the end of the day first thing I tried it because I was telling right. people over and over again that I was going to do it. Yeah. So the fact that I went out there and tried, I have no regrets. Yeah. I'll never be like, man, I remember a year ago that I said I wanted to buy a benefit and I never did. So I at least went out there and tried it. Yeah. It's not something that I I would do. Possibly might do it again if you know if it's the right situation. Yeah. I can always give that game too as far For as sure. experience. I ain't no person that just watched it. I really did. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's how I feel that's solid man yeah not a lot of people can say you know i did it so i think that's solid man um i want to ask you man like you know what kind of advice would you give out there to someone that's kind of just trying to you know let's say they're close to our age you know late 20s early 30s um what kind of advice would you give to that person when it comes to like going after their dreams and having a solid mindset and then also just keeping their head down and you know falling in love with the process so I tell you, this is the first thing I think about. It's two paths in life that you can take. If you can take the traditional, it's like the matrix. You red pill, blue pill. Yeah. If you can take the traditional path, go get a job, take a comfortable route. Ain't nothing wrong with that, bro. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's nothing wrong with that. Because I see I, I see the people that I grew up around and they took that route. They doing well for themselves. Yeah. Even at, you know, at the same age as me. I took the, I chose to take the other route. Yeah. To take, chase the dream. When you chase the dream, it's a lot that comes with it. Yeah. You can do it, but understand that, first of all, you got to believe more than anybody else because it's going to be a lot of dark days. So if you want to chase the dream, understand what comes with that. But yeah. you got to always remember the reward at the end. If you chase the dream, you have to remember that no matter what, it can be done. Yeah. So no matter what comes with it, the failures, the the, the losses, all losses that come with it, the dark days, it can be done. And just, you know, just keep putting that foot forward and take risks. That's the main thing. It's funny, man. I got older parents. Yeah. Both my parents and they, my dad is 69. My mom is like 65. Yeah. I had, I don't, now that I'm an adult, I done had like deep conversations with them as far as how they grew up. You know, our parents don't really tell you that. Yeah. So I, I done, I done poked them to get them to open up more to me and just to hear what I should have did. I should have did this. I should have cried this. I was too scared to cry this. I don't want to be their age saying the yeah. same story to my kids. Yeah. So that's my motivation. I'm like, I'm going to at least try. Yeah. Like, it is what it is. I try to do something new that sparked my interest. I try. Yeah. If I fail, I fail. It is what it is. I can never live the rest of my life saying I, I should have did like I said, you don't want to live with regret. At least live with the failures of crime, then live with I should have jumped. Yeah. Like Steve Harvey said, you got to open your parachute. Yeah. If you never jump, man, you never know if that parachute is going to open. For sure, for sure, man. 
Well, man, that was that was solid, man. I, I really appreciate you for giving me this opportunity, man. Man, I appreciate you, bro. Yeah. Like, it's, it's an honor to just, you know, somebody want to talk and interview me because I watch interviews all the time. So yeah. you the one to reach out and interview me, man, I'm humble. Yeah. And, and this is the first of many. I'll tell you that. For like, sure. This is only the beginning. Yeah, like, man. Same thing for you. The same thing for you, man. If you keep doing this, then this is something that's needed. You would definitely be at the same level as Ernie Leisure. For sure. Like, you can see they grow from the beginning yeah, to man. where they at now. They, they, they can be done. They the this ghosts, man. It's space that people want to tap into. Yeah. Yeah, they they the goats, man. Like they 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 those guys uh definitely motivated me. Like, you know, they one of the reasons I started this podcast, man. But, you know, they do financial literacy. I wanted to focus on, you know, giving black business owners and entrepreneurs a voice, man. So um definitely I, I, Hey, I appreciate it, man. And and you know, bro, we definitely gotta come back like for a, a round two, you know, like a year from now. And and we definitely got to see, like, you know, where you are and the progress you've made. Like, I know people would love to see that. Um, right. yeah. But, but yeah, man, like, um, what, you know, go ahead and, 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 and matter of fact, before we, before we close out, man, how can people um, get in touch with you, you know what I'm saying? Especially, like, kids out there that, you know, they might have some questions about football or, you know, their position. Um, you know, how can people get in touch with you? Well, all my social media is is a work underscore dub D-O-B like burger and um, same thing I'm easy to find type in my name Jesse Dub J-E-S-S-I-E D-O-B-E I'm easy to find I set it up that way I understand how you know your internet platform and things like that same thing on Twitter same thing work underscore yeah. dub so I'm easy to find on all social media internet anything so always reach out to me and uh yeah, man. Like I said, I try to be easy, easy to be accessed, and, and go from there. Yeah, man. Well, JJ, man, again, thank you, man. Um, if you don't mind, man, can you go ahead and close us out. No, no, no. I said, I just want. Last thing I want to leave you with, man, is like anybody that's listening, just keep going, keep trying. Um, don't don't let the dark times affect you. Like they gonna come part of life. But you rather have that than anything than regret. That's the ultimate thing. But you only here for a certain amount of time. Make it count. Cause just like that, you got life short, bro. Like yeah. the older I get, the more I think about that, and that's my motivation factor too. Yeah. Right? You, tomorrow I ain't promised. Right. You never know. So right. what you gonna do today? Did you live your best life today to say if it was all said and done, you ain't got no regrets? So yeah. that's my ultimate thing, man. Just live life to the fullest. Take those chances. You let your your life begins on the other side of your comfort zone. So I always say that. And the, those sayings, it, it's it's made, bro, because it's yeah. real. You don't never know who you are until you get pushed to a limit that you never think of. Mm. If you live forever in your comfort zone, you're never gonna grow. Mm. So that's, that's the key thing, man. That's and tough. Always feed yourself the right thing, positively, bro. Like I, I'm on that every day. Yeah. I don't feed myself negatively. I don't pay attention to negative rules anything like that it's very be very powerful with you which feeding yourself myth and spirit that is real yeah hey man well hey there you guys have it um man this was a epic interview um you know we definitely have some people in the audience man i hope y'all were able to um definitely pick up you know some of the gems he was dropping on you know mindset and just the process and entrepreneurship in general man 
Um, but that's it, man. We go ahead and close it out, guys. Thank you again. Again, I'm your host, Adrian Evans, and I had Jesse Dove, uh, real estate investor and football skills trainer, man. And we out of here, guys. Peace. Perfect. Alright y'all, that's the end of the episode. If you don't mind, do me a little favor and share this with a friend, a family member, neighbor, or a coworker if you got some value from this. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune into the next episode. Peace.